touch me by your love. And in that love, Father God, we find victory. Father God, we are a people who are struggling with battles. We are oppressed on every side, Lord God, and we see the attacks of the enemy. But in your name, in your love, in your power, we declare today that these people, that God's people, will see a victory weapon that's formed will not prosper, that every attack of the enemy will be thwarted by the power of 
today. Can we give the Lord a praise yes. offering today for the good that he does in our lives? Amen. It is so wonderful to worship with you people, and I get to see your faces, but I want you to see each other's faces. So when we bring on those lights, high fives, handshakes, hugs, tell somebody you're happy to see them today in the victory of Jesus. Welcome, Living Stones Church. Come on. I always butcher this, so I'm going to just go ahead and be myself. My wife corrects me all the time. but I, I tried before he got up here. I'm like, remember, the first thing on the paper, remember. <laughs> I forget, but I was going to go with what the Holy Spirit tells me to do. Welcome. Uh, so I, can't sp- I can't say that as part word for word, but nice to meet you guys. I'm glad you're here. I'm, the Holy Spirit's filled today. Uh, yesterday was September 11th, you know, so I think... Uh, just a little reflection, reflection about that. I served in the Marine Corps, and the reason why I joined was because of September 10th, 11th. And I joined September 11th, and I got in boot camp September um, 10th, and I served my country. And there's a lot of Marines out here and a lot of Navy people out here. I thank you for your service. A lot of fire department, a lot of police. Um, so I have a little verse I would like to share with you guys, but um, I'll wait. Um, so as – Sorry. <laughs> I'm sitting up here, like, <laughs> cringing, like, oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. So, um, we, we didn't introduce ourselves. Who are you? Who I'm am AJ. I? And I'm Sarah. Nice to meet you guys, if we haven't gotten a chance to meet before. Um, we are so excited that you guys are here. We thank you if you are an um, online church, joining us online if you can't be here. We are grateful um, to have you guys on there and have all of you guys in person. And it's awesome seeing that this room just keeps getting fuller and fuller and fuller, and we're going to need amazing. more chairs soon. So that is awesome. We appreciate you guys being here this morning. Definitely. So we're going to continue our tithes and offering. Uh, but I'd like to share a verse with you. It's out of uh, John 15. And it's uh, John 15, 12 through 13. And we're going to go to 14 too as well. So uh, what it says is uh, John 15, NLT, uh, 12. This is my command. Love each other in the same way I loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. You are my friend if you do what I command. So this is a little different than a tithing verse, but I thought it reflects on what we did for our country back in September 11th, right? We stopped, put put all our differences aside, all our, our uh, colors, all our uh, greed, all our uh, money, our finances. We just decided to work together, right? And as a church, we put all that aside, too, and start to work together as a, as a unit in unity. And this is... We lay each other's life down. And when we took that honor and oath in the Marine Corps, we decided to serve my brother to the left and my sister to the right of me. And that's what we do in church. We decided to lift up each other like Aaron and her did to Moses when they were battling, right? And so this is the verse. So we're going to say a prayer um, and for these offerings we give to God today. And let's bow our heads. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for uh, blessing us with abundance, Lord, in America, Lord. We're going to go ahead and pour out. Uh, what we give to us back 
in so we could go ahead and do more as a church, Lord, more as a body, more as a unit, Lord. And let's put aside our differences and let's go ahead and share what you've given us today, Lord. We thank you for today and please bless the offering to produce more fruit uh, in, in this valley, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Okay, um, and so if you are online, you can join us for on the interactive church service. Um, can I just see a show of hands real quick? And I am going to ask you to actually raise your hands up because what's the fun if you don't really raise your hand? Raise your hand if you have the Church Center app on your phone. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. if you don't have it yet, we're not looking at you. We were only looking at the hands that were in the air. So those were the only people we were looking at. But we encourage you to get the Church Center app. There's so much awesome stuff on there. Um, you can find out events, men's groups, youth, um, put stuff on there all the time, uh, women's groups, all of that stuff is all done on the Church Center app. So if you haven't had the opportunity to download that, make sure that you do that. Um, and if we have any first-time guests here, we would love for you to get a connection card. Um, our lovely Michelle is working in the back. Ooh. Here she is, waving to everybody. Um, stop by and see her fill out a connection card, and then we have a gift to give to you guys. So we would love for you guys to do that so that way we can get connected with you guys. Happiness Week. We have youth group Tuesday night. We Where are youth at? Okay, there they are. Good. We have Sisterhood Women's Group this Thursday. Where are ladies at? Woo-woo. Yeah, good. And what's not on here, we have Men's Breakfast this Saturday. We did not ask where the men were at, so sorry. You guys missed that. No, I'm teasing. Where are men at? We got two? Cool. Okay, awesome. Good. <laughs> All right, where, where are men at? Come on, guys. <laughs> okay, that was better. That was better. Okay. So say, if you want to serve in med school with us, we have a monthly meeting right after service today, hosted by uh, Sarah Twist and, and me and Ke Pastor Keith Brano. Um, it's fun. Come out there and join us. We do it once a month, every third Saturday, right? Second Saturday. Uh, but it's uh, a good time to go serve our community locally, our, our outreach um, in TCM. So. And if you've already attended, then you do not need to attend again. You just have to attend, you know, the first time, and then exactly. and then you're good. So if you've already attended, don't feel like you have to stay and attend that. So Living Stones has a big announcement. We're turning two. To celebrate, we have an In-N-Out truck coming next Who likes In-N-Out? Anybody? <laughs> Woo! Yeah, In-N-Out is good. September 19th, so invite friends and families and your neighbors, right? So, And um, we love being connected, so make sure if you get the email or if you have the Church Center app that you can get connected and get an opportunity to serve. Um, we have such amazing people with servant hearts that come and show up every morning, 7 a.m., and then tear down until, you know, I won't say what time because I don't want to scare anybody. But um, the more people we have, the, the faster things get done. And each week we've been getting a little bit faster and a little bit faster, which has been awesome. So if your heart is to serve and um, help make all of this happen, we would love to serve alongside you guys. And you can find all of that out and more on the Church Center app. And our time up here is done, and we are going to turn it over to our amazing pastor, Justin. Pastor Justin. Woo -woo. Woo -woo. Are you excited? It's going to be a good day today. Tell your neighbor it's going to be a good day today. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be so good. I'm excited. Woo. Oh, my gosh. Are people online today? We... I apologize for the technical issues. I know it's come up a couple of different times here, but I do see Carol McKinney online. Love you, lady. Um, and, and she was so excited to see Crawford up there. 
which we are all excited to see Crawford back on that stage playing the bass. Praise God for that. Um, Elaine, thank you for joining us on there. Catherine Pereira, thank you. Thank you for the water, Cliff. Love you, buddy. Um, Hugar family, love you. Dorothy Fraganen, you're awesome. Carrie Bush, love you guys out there. You guys are amazing. Thank you guys for joining online. Tell me, what are you having for breakfast at your house today? I want to see it in the chat. I want to see some good stuff. Are you guys going to make the trip down to have some uh, in and out with us this next week? Come on. All of our out-of-towners, you should come. So that would be super awesome. All right, where are my paper Bible people at? We got some paper Bibles in the house tonight? Where do we got? Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, there's a nice brown one there. That, I, I always love yours. Yours is my favorite. The salmon one. That's the best. Brown, that's a nice one. Good. That's so good. Ah, let's see. We got some good-looking people today. Look at the person next to you and say, man, you're good-looking. Oh, you're looking at me, Chelsea. I was like, who is she saying that like that to? Wow. So flirtatious. Awesome. All right, for everybody that's uh, got their Bibles, go ahead and turn to Jeremiah. I'm sorry, not Jeremiah. I lied. Matthew chapter 5, starting in verse 14. And uh, while you're turning there, uh, I, I have to tell you, I, I love playing with my little guy. Uh, our little guy, Judah, he's three years old, and he's so much fun to play with. Um, one of the favorite things that he likes to play with is blocks. Is anybody, any of your kids have played with blocks, right? Uh, oh, my goodness. They, he loves these, these big blocks, and, and he loves to build them as high as he can, and then what? Kick them over, right? right? And, and, and then he has this other thing that we like to play with right here, Play-Doh. Anybody like playing with Play-Doh? I figured it would be fun to play with Play-Doh while I was preaching today. Is that cool? Can I play with Play-Doh? I was just like, oh, man, I picked the purple one. You know, like, that's my favorite. No, it's not, but it's all good. Uh, but he, he, likes to, he likes to build stuff, and he'll build, like, this thing up, and, and it, he'll be like, Dad, it's a rocket. And he'll be like, look at the rocket. That's so cool. And then he, what do you think he does next? <laughs> he just smashes it, right? And you're just like, man, we took so long to build that thing, and now here we are, like, okay, well, let's do it again, I guess, right? And so this morning's message is all going to be all about that, and it's called Embrace the Smash. Go ahead and tell that to your neighbor. Embrace the Smash. Embrace the Smash. If you're joining us online, you can, you can uh, go to our, our uh, uh, interactive church on livingstones.tv, um, but we'd also love you join us on the Bible app, um, if the YouVersion Bible app. All the notes and stuff are in there. It makes it really easy to follow along. Who has enjoyed last week's message starting the Basket Case series? Dude, if you did not listen to that, it's like in three segments because we're still working on our tech stuff to work correctly. But pray for me for that. We're still waiting for this one part to come in in October. And I'm like, if this thing will come in, it should make everything better. But uh, so pray for that. Pray for favor that that part will come in. Um, but uh, for all of our online watchers who have to, like, go to the next video after the next video to make that happen. But last week's message was awesome. I really enjoyed it. And this week, as we're talking about basket cases and embrace the smash, we're going to start there in Matthew chapter 5. Who's in, who's in Matthew chapter 5? Anybody there? Okay, all three of you, thank you. Um, if you. If you don't have a Bible, sit next to a Christian, they have one. Um, if, if, they're on their, if they're watching their football right now next to you, just look over, see if, see if they're on fantasy football. I'm looking at you, brother. Yep. I love you. The Raiders aren't going to make it. It's going to be okay. Like, you know what, let's just take a moment of silence for the Raiders. No, I'm just kidding. Tell me, tell me, who's your team? Who's your team? Tell me. Yep, that's about how much I know about football right there. 
Awesome. I heard some Chargers. I heard some, I, I know that uh, we got a Minnesota fan in here. We, got, we definitely have our, our Seahawks fans here. They are representing loud and proud. Um, did anybody else wear a jersey today? No other jerseys today? Oh, man. So much fun. So much fun. Anastasia, good to see you. I love you, girl. You're awesome. I was just talking to your husband this morning, um, so that's awesome. But anyway, sorry, ADD taking off. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 says, You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a what? A basket, because we're a bunch of basket cases. Tell your neighbor you're a basket case. Why did you sell the one that was, like, good looking, that they were good looking, and then you looked at the other person and said they're a basket? Anyway. It's ama- Chelsea said I was good looking. Then she looked at her mom and said, you're a basket case. <sighs> pray for our family. Pray for our family. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In that same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Are we getting rid of baskets? We gotten rid of some baskets. Did anybody get rid of some baskets this last week? Did you leave some here? Did you smash them? Did you get them all messed up, right? Uh, I, I loved getting rid of some baskets, or at least knowing that it was there, right? All of a sudden, what is hindering the light? And what is hindering the things that God wants to do? Now, here we are in Jeremiah 18, verse 1. It says, the Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said, go down to the potter's shop. What's up, potters? Glad you're here today. Love you. You can go down to their shop if you'd like. I will speak to you there. Verse 3, so I did, and as he told me, I found the potter working at his wheel. But the jar he was making did not turn out as he had hoped, so he crushed it into a lump of clay again and started over. Oh, my goodness. That, that word that's used for crushed is yashar. Go ahead and some, somebody say yashar. Yashar. You like, you like being bilingual, trilingual? We got some... How, we have multilinguists in here today. Got a few people that speak different languages. Good. You're, you're already speaking another new language right now. Are you ready? It, yashar means to smooth out or be made right. Smooth out or be made right. So it's so interesting when we read this and we read about crushing, and you're like, okay, so, so it's crushing the, the, the clay. Like, oh, that doesn't sound good. But then it says to be smoothed out or made right right. I don't know about you, but have you ever been crushed before? Did anybody get, I mean, the Raiders get crushed, right? Like the Chargers, I love the Chargers, but they get, they get crushed, right? And it's disappointing, but you know, like it crushes your dreams. You know, you, you, when you do your fantasy football, you don't actually pick the players that are on your team, but you know, it's, it's all good. Do, do we have it? Who, who's winning their fantasy football right now? I know you're looking. It's fine. I just want to know. Good job. Well done. You and Tristan? Oh, Tristan. Tristan, I'm praying for you, man. It's an anointing just going your way right now in the name of Jesus. The Oilers? The Oilers are fine. They're doing great. They, yeah, they're, they're, it's off season. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're undefeated. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. So anyway, these guys, amen, amen. Pray for your pastor, okay, you guys. I got hecklers in the crowd. It's all you guys online. You didn't come to church today to save me and protect me. I need you, Fran Potter. I love you. You're awesome, Sam Huff. Oh man, he says I. He says he can't read that fast. We got too many letters up there. Just leave leave the scriptures up longer for people to read. 
What else we got? Tony Brandyberry, you are cheating and doing two at one time here live, and I get to say your name out loud, so you're awesome and amazing. All right. Here's the first point this morning. Do I have some note takers this morning? Show me your notebooks. I want to see your notebooks. We got real notebooks. Who's taking notes on their phone? We got some people taking notes on their phone? That's awesome. Pete, I know you're just watching your football stuff. Don't play with me. It's like you can't be switching back apps like that. I came up to him right before church as he was looking at his fantasy football stuff. I'm like, dude, I'm so glad that you're getting deeper into the Word and in your Bible. Oh, you're not in your Bible app. Oh. He said, it's not church time yet. It's not church time yet. All right, all right, all right. We, we can all come back to redemption, you know, but anyway. Here's the first point this morning. I will embrace the smash. Can we say that together? I will embrace the smash. I will embrace the smash. What is God trying to work out of us? You know, like, like when, a, when a potter's making something and, and they're putting something together and, and they're like, okay, they're getting there and they're getting there and you know, then they find like one weak spot. And they're like, this won't do. This won't do. We can't, I can't put this in the kiln. It will, it will explode. I, I, I won't be able to use this because if I put weight in it, if I put anything, it's, it's going to leak and it's not going to work right. And so he smashes it back, back to, okay, all right, well, let's smooth it out and let's make things right. And then we'll, we'll, we'll start over. How many times have you felt God start over in your life? You're like, oh, my gosh. You ever feel like, I've come so far. This is going to be, oh, my gosh, look at the detail. It's, oh, my, my life is finally coming. COVID-19. <laughs> Church in a parking lot. You know, like, is anybody with me, right? You're like, you're like wait a minute, I, I have to follow all these rules, all these regulations, and, you know, and my, my loved ones, and we, we see, don't see eye to eye, and somebody just make a sound. Oh, that was perfect. The youth are really good at this. I don't, anyway, I'm not sure if that was your mouth, though. Um, awkward. Yeah, it's okay. It's all right. Yeah, anyway, just wear your mask. It'll, it'll protect you. Just kidding. Anyway, um, what is God trying to work out of us? You know what? He's working out the things that won't be able to stand the pressure. He's working out the things that won't be able to stand the pressure. Because God knows what he created you for. God knows the plans that he has for you, that they are good, and they are for your purpose and for your good. Amen? Come on. God knows, but he also knows that if we carry that one little infirmity with us, that we'll crumble under the pressure. When it went, how many know that the pressure is coming? Oh, that's not fun to talk about, is it? You're just like, but, but it's real. You know what I mean? Like the pressure is going to come. And if you already experienced pressure, you haven't experienced anything yet. Are you with me? Because if he hasn't had to smash you again so that you can get prepared for the next thing that he has for you, then he's, there's still something in there that needs to come out. Are you with me? So we embrace the smash. Come on, embrace the smash this morning. He's got to get the things out that will lead to our ultimate destruction. Don't you want, when you get to that point where your marriage gets tested, that you make it through? Come on, somebody. Don't you want, when, 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 that, when your faith gets tested, that you pass the test? Come on. I don't know about you, but I, 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 I'm, I'm right there where, where I'm, 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 I believe, Lord, but help me with my unbelief. Anybody with me? Right? I believe, Lord, 
but help me with my unbelief. And you know what it takes to be able to believe wholeheartedly? I got to get back to where it's ripe. Oh, that part wouldn't make it. Justin, you can't carry that bitterness with you into this next season. Justin, you can't carry the, that old mindset into this next season. Justin, Justin, if you, if you want what I really have for you, I got to tell you, when I was sitting there and we were worshiping, I felt like God's like, I, I have a lot for this church, but I have to hold it back until we embrace this match. If we embrace the smash and what God wants to do, if, we, if each and every one of us, the church is an organism, it's not a machine. Did you know that? An organism grows different, right? It functions different, right? You know, an organism repairs itself through, through healing, right? Are you with me? But, but a machine, it's like, oh, you know, just put a different cog in there. You put a different thing in there. Can I tell you something? You're not a machine. You're not a machine. You weren't built to be a machine. You weren't built to withstand pressure until you break, and then he puts a new one in there. Are you with me? You ever feel like that's what God is doing sometimes? You're just like, you're just going to use me up until I break, and then you're going to replace me. Come on. Let's be real, right? But if we understand how the potter actually works, he's going, no, no, no. I care too much about you to just use you as a cog in a wheel. No, no, no. This is my son. This is my daughter in whom I love. Are you with me? When he looks at you, he doesn't see you as just somebody who serves in the parking lot, somebody who serves in kids' church, somebody who serves on the worship team. He sees you as a son and a daughter. And he's going, no, no, no. I can't just leave you as, as a cog in the wheel. I have to, I have to, I'm molding you. I've made you to be something beautiful and something amazing. Are you with me? Is anybody with me this morning? Come on, somebody. Somebody say embrace the smash. Matthew 9, 17 says, And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the old wineskins would burst from the pressure, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine is stored in new wineskins so that both are preserved. Now, listen, God is constantly doing something new. Do you know that? Do you know that? You ever go to church and you're like, oh my gosh, it's the same old thing. <sighs> I, I remember this song from 10 years ago, right? right? And some, it's like from 25 years ago, from 50 years ago, right? God is doing a new thing, amen? And, and, and he says, do you not perceive it? You know, we have to be able to, to mold into that new wineskin so that we can carry what God wants to do next. Are you with me? I know when the pressure starts to hurt me more, I, I start to go, hmm, what's happening? There's a shift in the spirit. There's a shift in what God wants to do. And you know what's exciting is, is every time that I start to feel the pressure, I got to go, Lord, make me a new wineskin. I, I want to be able to withstand the pressure. Are you with me? Yeah, a lot of us, I think sometimes we just pray for things to get easier. We just pray, Lord, can you just get me through this season to where things get easier? But see, he has more for you than that. He has more for you than that. He's like, no, I don't, I don't want just a little, a little makeshift little bowl. Like, th this isn't going to do much. Like, I have so much more for you. I put breath in your lungs not so that you could just get by. Are you with me? I put breath in your lungs because I wanted, to, I wanted to show my glory off to the world, right? Just like we're talking about with basket cases, he, he wants to shine that light into everywhere and so that everyone can see it. Are you with me? Oh, oh I was, uh, I, I, you know, I'm not going to say their names just because I love them so much, but, uh, but, and they're just amazing and I could talk about them all day long. And some of you probably already know who I'm talking about, but 
this incredible couple, they were saying, you know, I wish sometimes, like, you don't, you don't have to say how awesome we are. Like, we're, we're just here to serve the Lord, right? Is anybody like that? You're just here to serve the Lord? I said, you want to know why I, I point you out all the time? He said, why? I said, because I want people to see what it looks like to have faith. Because if they're wondering, how do I have faith in a hard time like this? How do I have faith when things aren't working well? How do I have faith? How do I withstand the pressure? And if I can say, look at that. This is how you do it. And they go, oh, there's an example. Come on. How many of us need to be an example in our lives, right? Our kids are looking for somebody, somebody to have, have faith in, somebody to believe. Like, like we've watched the world fall apart in so many areas. Who is going to stand up and stand in faith to know that God is bigger than your circumstances? Amen? Because if we can go through the smash, we'll have endurance. We'll be able to experience the fullness that God has for us. He's like, I know it looked good. I know we were almost to a, a good place. But you know what? I've got something even better. I've got something even better than that. And I hope this encourages you this morning. I hope you're encouraged in the middle of your smashing, right? I don't, is anybody feeling smashed right now? It's just been rough lately. Are you with me? Things have been a little bit rough. But you know what's so exciting about it? He's about to rebuild. He's about to rebuild his church. Oh, my gosh. We got so excited when the shutdown happened because now we're going to find out who the people who really have faith are. Are you with me? You know how many churches have, been, have, have closed their doors in the last year and a half? It's ridiculous. Countless. I, I, we spent hours crying, hearing about the churches next door closing down and the church down the street closing down and a friend who, who was renting from another church that that church closed down so he can't rent from them anymore. I'm sitting there going, oh, my goodness, the world is falling apart. But you know what? When the pressure comes... Did we embrace the smash or did we hide from it? You see, when, when it's all good to shout, it's all good to get excited, it's all good to say, praise the Lord, we're going to move today, it's going to be awesome, God's going to do a great work. But when the pressure comes, what happens? That's where the question is, right? Are you with me? When the pressure comes, did you embrace the smash so you can endure the pressure? Ooh, come on, somebody. Because if we embrace the smash now, Oh, when the pressure comes, we'll be able to stand strong. Are you with me? If we embrace the smash now, and, and, and not even that, we go, Lord, smash me again. <laughs> do it again. Do it again. You want to do something greater, God? Make me an example. Oh, that's a scary prayer, isn't it? You're like, I don't know if I really want to pray that, Pastor. You can pray that if you want, but I don't know if I want to be involved in that kind of prayer. You know, <laughs> I've been smashed enough this last year and a half. I don't know if I want to be smashed any more than this. Trust me, that's our human nature. We feel it. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts every time to feel in it. Hey, feel that smash. But you got to know that God's on the other end, that he's doing something. He's preparing something. He's making a way for something. Oh, my goodness. And it's, it's the sooner that we surrender that we see the fullness that God has for us. Here's point number two for my note takers. I will leave my old ways to experience God's new purpose. I will leave my old ways to experience God's new purpose. Yeah, you know what? Amen to that. You're absolutely right. But it's not easy to say amen when you feel that smoothing out, being made right. Those things that we hide in our heart that nobody knows, come on. I have any other humans in this church or just me, right? Those things we hide in our heart because we're, we don't, 
we're guilty, we know we're guilty, we've got this thing that's messed up, it's that thing that won't be able to withstand the pressure when God comes, when God wants to do that new thing. Oh, man, I got prayed over a few weeks ago by, by the potters. It was so awesome. They, they came up, and I had my knee brace on, and, and we were believing for that thing to be healed. They're like, in the name of Jesus, it's healed. And I pulled it off, and they're like, oh, Lord, that's not healed yet. It's a big old balloon, and they're like, you should probably put that back on, right? But I remember one of the things she prayed is she, she prayed that whatever that thing was in me that was holding back what God wanted to do, that it would come out. And then here we are in this series called Basket Cases where we're trying to get rid of those baskets. We're trying to get rid of that, those infirmities. We're trying to get rid of that junk so that God can do what he wants to do. Are you with me? Because God's got a big plan. God's got a big plan for you. He's got a big plan for this church. He's got a big plan for your life. Amen? Isaiah 43 verse 19 says, For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in a dry wasteland. Come on. You know what? The religious world around you probably tells you don't pray for certain things. What's, what's one of the things you don't pray for? Patience. That's usually the first one, right? Don't pray for patience because God will mess with you, right? Like, like it's not going to be fun if you pray for patience, right? right? Don't, don't pray for endurance. Oh, goodness. If you pray for endurance, what's going to come next is going to have to require endurance, right? Are you with me? Like, don't pray for these things. I love this old poem. Some of you have probably heard it. It says, I asked for strength. God gave me difficulties to make me strong. I asked for wisdom, and God gave me problems to solve. I asked for prosperity, and God gave me brawn and a brain to work. I asked for courage, and God gave me dangers to overcome. I asked for patience. God placed me in situations where I was forced to wait. I asked for love, and God gave me troubled people to help. I asked for favors, and God gave me opportunities. I received nothing I wanted and receive everything I needed. Come on, somebody. <sighs> Embrace the smash. Embrace the smash. Because these are the things that, that we value. Right? We value. It, it's, it's amazing when you see somebody with great patience. Right? You ever, you ever, as you're frustrated and you watch somebody next to you, like, how can you be so patient? You know what that person's probably been through? Come on, somebody. All of a sudden, they're like, you know, I, I remember a, a, a mentor of mine said, you'll know a man by the th size of the thing that makes him mad. He said, you know, he's like, I have all these friends that hit around this little white ball with all these little divots in it. And when it doesn't go the direction they want, they turn into a three-year-old. It's the club's fault, right? You'll know a man by the size of the thing that makes him mad. You'll know a woman by the size of the thing that makes her mad. And when we're embracing the smash, it's learning that our God has had so much patience with us. You still don't get it, Justin? I just see Jesus. How long must I be with you? Justin. You guys are all perfect. He's just working on me, you know. But in the middle of it, you're just going, oh, and he had so much patience with me. And it allows us to have patience with each other. Are you with me? He loved us so much that it allows us to love each other. 
Are you with me? If he can love me who slandered him, who talked badly. And is anybody with me? Did you do the same things? Did you slander God? Did you make fun of him? Did you make fun of that kid in school who, who wanted to share the gospel with you? Oh, you nerd. Did you bring your Bible to school? You, you know, nobody? Just me? Okay. Yeah, come on. No, I didn't do that either. But, uh, you know, I was the nerd. You know, are you with me? Like, yeah. I remember... I remember I was so quiet, people would, they, would, they didn't know, they, they were like, you, you, the quiet people are scary, right? We've got quiet people in here? Like your husband, they're quiet, aren't they? Like, they're scary. It's scary. Quiet people are scary. It scares you because you just don't know where they're at. Like, like is it going to just flip at any moment? Like, what's going to happen, right? I was a very quiet kid, and I remember it made people nervous, and I'd get in fights because they'd think, like, I'm, I, they want to beat up this guy that's, you know, there must be something here. He's a challenge, right? He plays hockey and rides a motorcycle. It must be, you know, are you with me? Pray for me, right? But in the middle of all those things, right, when we seek first the kingdom of God, I remember this, this, this kid who is a pastor's kid, and he didn't invite me to Bible study. And I remember being so upset about that. I'm like, dude, why didn't you invite me? He's like, I didn't think you'd want to go. It's like, dang, man. Like, you just never know. You never know what God's working on somebody's life. Another smash. Come on. How many times do you feel like you're so far behind the people around you? You ever look around and you're like, man, I wish I had faith like her. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I had faith like her. I wish I could believe. Like, I wish I could pray like them. Embrace the smash. You know what happens when you embrace the smash? You stop looking at other people. You start going, God, make me into who you called and created me to be. You're not worried about someone else's smash. If anything, you're going like, hey, listen, this is what God did for me. Just embrace the smash, man. Embrace it. Embrace what God wants to do in you. He might want to do something completely different than he wants to do in me. Don't desire what he did in me. Desire what he has for you. Are you with me? Come on. And as you watch God start working in those ways, that's where your faith is built. Come on. You know people by that fruit, right? Because they believe they just get, Lord, I'm yours. Use me. Right? I've sat with people who've, who've, who are well, much more, more educated than me, right? I've, I've sat with people who, who probably are, are, are better orators than me, better speakers than me, right? I've sat with these people, and then they ask, like, how did you get where you are? I said, I just said yes to Jesus every time he wanted to smash me. He's like, I'm going to smash you again. Oh, dude, we just finished the last one. The last smash was like, I mean, I'm barely just, like, barely breathing again. Like, you want to smash me again? Right? Am I right? Like, our, our, uh, my parents, a lot, they're like, this is your life, like, all the time? I'm like, yeah. Like, I know everyone else thinks we, I just work for a, a few hours. She, 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 I, I used to say, I work one day a week, you know? Like, I work on Sundays. And she's like, you don't even work a whole day. You work a few hours. I'm like, she, and it's a joke, because she's like, you're gone every single night with other people and doing all these things. Like, you know, so it is what it is, but. You embrace that smash with the Lord, and he shows you how to have endurance. He shows you how to have strength. He shows you what faith can do. Just believing in him, watching him do another thing when it seems impossible. You're like, this seems impossible. I'm going to look crazy. Everyone around me is going to think I'm crazy. But, Lord, I'm just going to believe you at your word. Come on. What kind of spectacle it must have been when Simon pulled all those fish onto the boat. Nothing was caught all night long, but nevertheless at your word, God. And he pulls in a catch that his boat can't even hold on to. Come on, are you with me? 
This is what embracing the smash looks like. You go out there trying to do it on your own. You try to make it work. You're, you're like, you know, I, I, if I can fake it, I can make it. Are you with me? And you just go for it. And you're like, if I just work harder, maybe it'll work. Can I tell you something? Just embrace the smash. When you're like, this doesn't make any sense. I don't know how I'm going to financially get through this. I don't know if, if we can even do these things. Like, but then you go, Lord, nevertheless, at your word. And then who gets the glory for it? Are you with me? Then who gets the glory for what happens next? You, your degree, your, because you prayed harder, because you, you went and served more people. No, it's because you embraced the smashing of the potter. And he says, I'm going to make something even more beautiful. Oh, oh, you, you're willing to get smashed? Oh, goodness, Let, let's, let's do something even bigger with this one. Are you with me? When it's, when it's less about you, come on, somebody, and it's more about him. Lord, I want less of me and more of you. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. When, when, when humility is real, not fake. Oh, I'm undeserving. I'm not good enough. You know, false humility is, is garbage. It's garbage. It's garbage. It's pride hiding itself as humility. False humility. Are you with me? But true humility, when you know that you're no better than the person next to you, when you know that you're just as much a sinner as the person next to you, when you know that, that it was not because of my good works, but because of how good my God is and how much he loves me, that that's why one day I will be with him in paradise. Are you with me? When we understand the fullness of that, and then God sends you out to be a minister in this broken world, and all of a sudden things shift and things change. Come on, somebody. It's those baskets we've got to get off. It's the, the embracing of the smash so that God can use you in greater capacities. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. Is anybody excited this morning? Here's the third and final point this morning. I choose the potter's best over my comfort. I choose the potter's best over my comfort. You know what? It's comfortable to hide. It's comfortable not to have to go and get smashed again. You're like, you know what? I'm good. You know, I think uh, I'm just going to hide in this this church life that I know, like, I know what I to expect. I know what it's going to look like. You know, it's, I'm just going to sit right in here. I, you know, I'm not going to get dried out. I'm not going to get overused. Come on, are you with me? You know, I, I'll be nice and safe right there in my little, little container. This is my container. Don't mess with my container, okay? Like, this is my container. I'm going to stay right here, okay? I'm here when the Lord needs me. Come on, somebody. Is anybody hearing something this morning? That's called conviction of the Holy Spirit. You just, you just embrace the smash. Are you with me? Oh, my gosh. I wish I could have had a camera to see your faces last week when I said, is darkness attracted to you? And the whole place went, oh. Like when, when people gossip, do they come to you? Oh. Like I, maybe, oh man, maybe my basket's been hiding the light so much the darkness is attracted to me. Maybe I'm so stuck in my container <laughs> that I'm no longer usable by God. Just put it on the shelf. That one might get used later. We'll see what happens, you know. Come on, somebody. Is anybody with me this morning? I choose the potter's best over my comfort. <sighs> Imagine choosing to get broken again. Has anybody been broken? Did something break your heart? Imagine being willing to be broken again for the glory of God. What? Oh, I 
so bad. I don't know if I could do that again. Can I tell you something? You can, and you should. Is this some hard teaching this morning? Is it rough? I've got like four people that it's good. They're like, I just got done with my last smashing. I'm down. Let's do this. And the other people are like, I'm done with smashing. Like, I, maybe the other church next door, they've got a better message, you know, about, you know, streets of gold and honey and milk and all those things. Because smashing, like, oh, you know, like, mm, it's not a season for that, Pastor, you know. I'm not sure if you were hearing the Lord correctly about being smashed. Um, I choose the potter's best over my comfort. I choose the potter's best over my comfort. Can we say that together? I choose the potter's best over my comfort. Completely surrender. Saying, Lord, mold me. What if you lose your job? What if your friends stop talking to you? Come on. What if everything around you is busted in half because you surrendered to the Lord? Can I tell you something? What he rebuilds will be greater than the former thing. Are you with me? But it's that willingness to submit to him again. Submit to his, his, his purpose for your life. Going, Lord, I don't want to be comfortable anymore. Are you with me? I'm not looking for comfort anymore. I want to know you. I want to know the real you. I want to, you know, I don't know if you're like me, but I, I imagine I, I, was, I was talking to Pete earlier this morning. He was talking about his friend who just passed away and is around the same age. And he's like, man, but you know what? Every time I met that guy for the last seven years, he would go, can I tell you about Jesus? Can I tell you something? I want to be so on fire for the Lord when he comes to get me. Are you with me? Like, like, you're just so lit up for him, going, do you know what God can do? Let me, let me explain a miracle that happened yesterday. Can I pray for your leg? I see that you're limping. Come on, somebody. Like, all of a sudden, when, you're, when you've watched God smash you and rebuild and smash you and rebuild and smash you and rebuild, and you've watched him go to even greater heights, my mother-in-law and I were talking about where we live now. Man, 10 years ago. As we were lighting candles because we couldn't afford to pay the electric bill with a brand new baby boy. And, 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 and I love them because they're like parents, right? And, and they're like, stop suffering. Just come and be with us. And we said, no, God told us to stay. Stay for what? So who's going who's gonna to take care of you, right? And, and in the middle of that, that's what a, any mom, you would do that, right? Like, you've got a brand new baby, dummy. Like, come here, and I'll help you take care of the brand new baby. Like, you can't, you can't be heating up water to have baths. Like, that's not, that's not humane, right? Anybody with me? But they've got to watch God do one thing after another. That was one smashing. That was one place of humility. That was one place of trusting God. That was one place of believing God at what he has next. And then it was, okay, when we, we got through that and God blessed us and God touched it and get, gave us a new car and, and took care of the, the bills. And I, I remember tithing $50 because that was my tithe. My 10% was 50 bucks. And I'm like, here it is, Lord. I trust you. There goes my grocery money. Only to have a guy say, hey, uh, the Lord told me to give you this to you. And there's a $50 gift card to the grocery store. Come on, somebody. Come on, like. It's in the smashing. It's in the crushing. It's in the knowing that I can't trust in anything but you. Oh, when you got laid off the next time, when your relationship issues were happening, Lord, I don't care. I'm going to trust you. I'm, I'm going to embrace this smash because you know what? It's going to create endurance in me to love people when they're hard to love. 
Are you with me? Well, I'm going to embrace that smash because when finances get tough, I know where my provider, where my provisions come from. I'm going to lift my eyes up to the hills. Come on, are you with me? Anybody like old jars of clay? Come on. That's too old school for some, some of you, huh? Sorry about that. Yep, I'm just going to keep that to myself. Isaiah 53 verse 4 says, Yet it was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were punishment from God. A punishment for his own sins. Verse 5. But he was pierced for our rebellion. Crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. Verse 6, all of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. And that's in, that's in Isaiah, that's a prophecy about Jesus. And you know what I think about? I think about Jesus when he's sitting in the garden and he knows what he's about to face. And here's what he says right here in Luke 22, verse 42. Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to come, not mine. Jesus embraced the smash. That's exactly what that was. It was, I don't want to do this. If there's another way to save all these people, I kind of prefer it right now. But nevertheless, God, I want your will, not mine. How many of us are sitting in that place where we've been living in our will for so long we forgot what having faith in God looks like? But Jesus, Jesus looked at you and he thought about you and he thought about me and he thought about us and he said, nevertheless, it's your will. This is going to be the worst smashing I've ever experienced, but if I know that God can rebuild, I know my Father in heaven and I know this is going to hurt. Oh, to have my own people spitting in my face. To have my own people yelling out, crucify him. Crucify him. The people I love, the people I came to save. Nevertheless, your will be done, not mine. You want greater things for your family? You want your kids to stand on your shoulders from your faith to see greater things than you? I don't know about you, but legacy is on the line here. You don't have kids? There's spiritual kids that God has for you. Come on. There's people around that need to hear your story. But the devil has convinced you that your story is a problem with you. Your story is actually a platform for you to stand on to tell how good God is. Oh, when things didn't work out, when things were all messed up, listen, I've, I've probably experienced more church hurt than the average person. Are you with me? But I'll tell you something. It was those smashings. It was that hurt that come over and over and over again. Sometimes by congregants, sometimes by people, but other times by leaders, other times by pastors that I put my faith in. Come on. But it was those things that built endurance. It was those things that built my faith greater. When I got to see how messed up the church was behind the curtain. 
it made me so much more passionate to make sure that doesn't happen again. Are you with me? I'm grateful for the pain because the pain makes sure I don't go back to it. Are you with me? Come on. Sometimes I let my kids experience pain so that that way they don't go and touch that thing again. Are you with me? Sometimes God allows us to experience that smashing. And he's saying, oh, you're going to appreciate this later. You're going to appreciate this later. See, the devil wants you to believe that that smashing is God not loving you. It's actually the opposite. It's God believing in who he created. He's like, I know you can withstand this. And I know you'll grow to something greater. And I know you'll experience the fullness that I have for you. Oh, I'm so proud of this one. This is, this is my, my dear son. This is my dear daughter. These are the, this is the one I'm proud of. This is the one I'm excited to see come to that full fruition. I can't wait to see you speaking on stage one day. Come on. I, I see it right now. You're going to be preaching to thousands of people, bro. God is faithful to build his church. And his church is you. It's not Dorothy McElhaney Middle School. It's not the multi-million dollar facility that he has for us one day. It's not that. It's you. It's you. It's you. He said, I want to build you. It's time to come out of that little container that has made you feel safe. It's time to come out of safety and into faith because I want to see the fullness of my son and my daughter. I want to see them come to be who I called and created them to be. Oh, I can't stand to watch you sit there and pretend like you're not good enough and to pretend like you're something less than. God can't stand it anymore. That's why he sent his son. I came to give you life and life more abundantly. Oh, that doesn't mean riches. That doesn't mean to have a yacht somewhere. You know what it means? It means to actually live, to actually experience faith, to see God move when it's impossible. When somebody gets off a ventilator and they said it's 5% chance to live, and we say amen, and we pray for another one. And then we say amen, and we pray for another one. And then we say amen, and we pray for another one. God's going to do so many amazing things in and through your life if you'll embrace the smash. Oh, Lord, smash us. I don't want to be just another thing sitting on a shelf pretending like I have faith, pretending like I believe, just going through the motions and doing church. So sick of seeing churches just doing church. What if people really got a hold of who God is in their life? You know how they do? Experiencing that over and over and over again. When my leaders come up to me and they say, How do you do it? How do you love people who say things like this about you? How do you do it? I do it because He did it. I do it because He's got me through it. Are you with me? I, I, I choose to love because he loved me. If he could sit on that cross to the very people who said crucify him, the very people who spat in his face, the very people who made fun of him and put a crown of thorns around his head, and at the very end all he has to say is, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. When somebody hurts you, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Oh, they think they're just trying to lash out at me. They think they're trying to be powerful. They think these things. But what they don't know is that there is something more for them. And Father, break my heart for what breaks yours. What breaks his heart is to see his children living in fear, living in turmoil, 
pretending like everything's okay and sitting in that little cell, that prison cell, that won't allow them to become who God called them to be. I see a generation that's going to wake up. I see a generation that's hungry for the real thing. I see a generation that is going to choose to believe God at His Word and stop playing church. You're smashing. It's for you, but it's more for others. You're smashing will help you to know and believe for the next moment, for the next hard thing. When the next hard thing comes, you'll be like, nah, nah, I made it through that one. I can make it through this one. But you know what? It's you going through that over and over and over again that inspires the next generation. It's you going through that over and over again. When you pray and you don't see that healing happen right away, and you're like, Lord, I know you said you're the healer. I know that. I know what you've told me. I know what you, I believe you at your word. By our stripes, we are healed. By your stripes, we are healed. I, I believe you, God. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep believing. I'm going to keep seeing, right? If you're healed on this side of heaven or the other side of heaven, it doesn't matter. I'm believing that God's going to bring something into your life. waiting to see you actually step out to be Peter step out on the water can't be just playing faith yeah I'm hanging out with all the other faith people I'm good power of association right like if I hang around these people long enough maybe I'll believe now that's a personal thing between you and the Lord there's things he's asking you to do he'll never ask anybody else to do there's reasons there's there's breath in your lungs today you woke up this morning. Things weren't perfect. Bills weren't paid. Everything wasn't in, in its exact place. But can I tell you something? He put breath in your lungs because he believed you needed to be here for this generation, for this time, to go through COVID-19, to go through all the ge- craziness of life right now. Voting for whether the governor stays or governor goes. Are you with me? If you brought your ballots, you can go two doors down. They're ready to take them. But here, listen. God has so much more for you. We're not going to look back and go, oh man, it was Gavin Newsom's fault. I couldn't have faith. If he shuts down the church, guess what? We'll do it somewhere else. Maybe, maybe finally we'll have to exercise our faith in a scary place instead of a comfortable one. I got brothers and sisters over in Afghanistan right now who are willing to die for their faith. I got a whole bunch of Americans who are not even willing to sit in a a nice little pew because it's football Sunday. Come on. I'm proud of you for being here today. I'm proud of you who are watching online right now and going, I'm going to choose. I want to see God do greater things. I want to see God do greater things. Embrace the smash. the smash. You know what? One of the first smashes you'll experience if you haven't given your life to Jesus is that place of humility. Of saying to yourself, I can't do this by myself. I need help. Jesus, I need you. That's the first smash. I I know my beautiful bride had a hard time raising her hand to give her life to Jesus. Because she was embarrassed. Because she was in her 20s and thought she should have already done it. 
Are you with me? Some of, some of us are like, I'm in my 40s, I'm in my 50s. I've, you know, I've been playing church for a long time, but I don't know if I ever actually gave my life to Jesus. I really want him to be able to, to do these things for me and build me up and, and give him glory. I don't know if I've actually done that. I'm, now I'm, I've been in church for so long, it would, it would be weird for me to say I'm ready to completely surrender and give my life to God. Can I tell you something? You're still a child to him. He looks at you as his little boy, his little girl. He's just waiting. Maybe today's the day where it's no longer about how it makes you feel. If you're embarrassed where you're at, maybe it'll finally be about me. Maybe it'll finally be about God and what I can do in your life. Are you with me? Oh, maybe, maybe they'll finally give up and just say, Lord, I surrender. I surrender to you. Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart. And he said, he's saying, are you done sitting on the bench? Do you want to be in the game? Oh, I know it'll be scary. I know you're going to face a lot of adversity. I know it's going to be hard, but don't you want to be in the game? I created you to be the the one who scores the game-winning goal. I created you to be the one who believes when no one else will. I created you to be the one person in your family, the white sheep of your family. Come on, somebody. Don't you want that? He's just sitting there going like, I'll be here. Long-suffering, patient, waiting have the fullness of what I have for you. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, this is your moment. This is not about the person next to you. It's not about the, the, the people who are going to judge you or think, wow, you're finally giving your life to Jesus? What have you been doing all this time? This is your moment between you and Jesus where you're going, you know what? I'm finally ready to surrender completely. Jesus, you you embrace the smash for me. I will embrace the smash for you. If that's you this morning, with that, all those heads bowed and eyes closed, just raise your hand saying, I'm ready. This is me. I'm ready to do this. I want it to be real. I'm tired of playing church. Is that anybody in here this morning? I'm going to pray with you. I promise I won't embarrass you. This is just the first smashing. How do you know it's you? Because you're still thinking about it. You're still wondering. Is he going to stop? Will he be quiet? Is all this really for me? The answer is yes. Jesus really died just for you. If you were the only person he was trying to get to heaven, he would have done it again just for you. Is that anybody in this place? You're like, I'm ready to surrender. speak to those expectations that have been put on you over your life. You're like, I got baptized as a kid. Isn't that what I'm supposed to do? That's not it. It's full heart surrender, full heart submersion to Jesus. It's all for Him. It's you.
you personally making that commitment, saying, God, I receive the gift that you have for me. I know I can't earn it, and I'm not even going to try. But Lord, I want it. Is that somebody in here this morning? I just feel like he'll wait. I can wait. We can wait. It's in the crushing. It's in the smashing. watching online, if, if you gave your life to Jesus this morning, let us know. Tell us in the chat. You can send us an email. Get on our website. Reach out to us through that in the contact us area. Let us know, hey, I gave my life to Jesus. I don't want you to be on this journey alone. We're, we're doing this thing together. Show of hands, how many are ready for the next smash from love how fast your hand went up. That's awesome. That's awesome. Father God, these are your children, and we are ready. Father, make us into who you want us to be so that we can withstand the pressures that are to come. Lord, I pray that we're not faking it, that we really mean this. And God, when the smashing comes, we will embrace it. We will give you glory in and through it, knowing that you're making things right, you're smoothing things out. And so, God, we give you glory today, right now, in the middle of our smashing, in the middle of the difficulties. Lord, I pray a blessing over every person who raised their hand this morning and surrendered to you. God, that we would see just a breakthrough in their life like they've never seen before. Father, an area of faith that they can walk in and see how good and how gracious and how loving you are and a good, good Father. Lord, all those things that are about to happen, about to go through, and the enemy thinks he's getting, winning one over on us, that he's doing these evil things are going to set us into a backward spiral. But really what it is is it's breaking off the weight so that we can run faster and we can run more and do greater things for you. So what the enemy meant for evil, God, you turn it for good. Stand to your feet and let's sing together.
high school, middle school, come up here for a minute, college, college age, if you're under 25 years old, stand up here right now, come on, get up here, I see you, God sees you, you're not alone. Your generation is going to be the most excited and amazing generation. The faith that you can have to see God do miracles. It's going to change all the snarfy ones that are my age and up who don't believe. When you believe and you pray, God's going to move because he's going to get excited. see a generation a powerful powerful generation I can't wait to be with you guys on Tuesday night come to youth group I can't wait to speak a word and put, put God's word into you it's going to be so lit up it's going to be awesome pray for each other pray for the kids at your school before you get to school every day ask God who do you want me to bless today who can I be a part of their life and telling them how much you love them? We'll watch a nation change. Has it been scary watching all this stuff happen on the news and hearing about school? You got to wear masks and all these things, huh? It's scary, right? I'm wondering about this virus. Is it real? Is it going to hurt me? What's going to happen to my family members who got sick? It's scary, right? God gave you authority. You. I'm not even talking to them. They're crusty, right? They're old old people. I, don't, I, don't, I still don't even know when I crossed over the line to become old, but it happened. It just happened one day. But we're going to see a great move of God through you because of your belief. I just see a confidence coming up in you right now. A confidence in leadership for this next generation. Confidence in leadership. Whew. Next time somebody asks if you want to lead something, you say yes, okay? Say yes. Even if you're scared out of your mind, even if you don't think you can do it, say yes. Say yes. Yeah, I'll be the ASB president. Come on, Mr. President, how are we doing, Mr. President? I know you're Mr. President. Right? Come on. He's like, don't embarrass me, Pastor. It's not cool. I'm not coming to youth on Tuesday because of you. God's going to do something huge through you. Huge. Huge. Hold on to that faith. Hold on to that fire. Don't let the world snuff it out. Oh my, It just takes a little bit of light to shut out the darkness. Just a little bit. Can you believe with me? Father God, I just, can we all extend our hands to these guys? Father God, I just thank you for this generation. Lord, I thank you for this next generation whose, whose faith is going to be so pure and so 
enthralled with who you are and so amazed by who you are, God. I pray, Lord, that when they're out and about with their parents, that, that they scare their parents with how they pray. Father, that they, they, they pray for somebody just because they're there, God, and believing for you to do a miracle right in that moment. God, I pray, Lord, that their faith would be the fire in the basement that we need to have faith to go and move forward and move mountains. So, Lord Jesus, I just bless each one of these young ones. I bless them to be the leader you've called and created them to be. Stop saying you're shy. You're not shy. I just feel like the Lord's saying that. You're not shy. You're not shy. You've been told your whole life, this is my shy kid, and you're not shy. You're not shy. Ask God who you are and take that basket off. Because that's what that is. That's a basket that's saying, well, I'm shy, so I can stay in my basket. I can stay in my container. But you're not shy. Oh, man, what, what a revelation. What would happen if you weren't shy? Goodness gracious, you wouldn't be worried about having friends, would you? Because I'm not shy. Everybody looks to me, hey, what are we doing this weekend? What's going to happen? Actually, we're going to church. Hey, are you guys coming on Tuesday night? Oh, it's going to be lit. My old pastor's going to be there. It's going to be crazy. People will follow you. Did you know that? People will follow you. We go on missions trips down to Mexico. Tell your parents, I want to go to Mexico. I want to be a part of that. I want to go down there with you. I want to serve those kids. And then they'll follow you because you have suggested it. Are you with me? Some of your parents are going like, I hope this isn't expensive. Believe God at his very best for your life. He'll provide for you for that dream that's in your heart where you're going like, yeah, but my family doesn't have enough money and I don't have, I don't have what it takes. I don't have the skills or abilities. I'm going to tell you right now, God's got more than that. He's bigger than that. He's bigger than that and he sees you and he believes in you. You guys believe me? Can you say amen? You know what amen means? It means let it be done. 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 You guys will be the next ones leading the mission field. You know where your mission field is right now? It's in your house. When your parents aren't believing, when they're having a hard time, you remind them who God is. You remind them how big God is, how God's got this. Don't worry, Dad. Don't worry, Mom. God's got this. And then when you're at school and people are freaking out and they're worried, you say, don't worry about it. God's got this. God's got this. I've watched God do miracles. God's going to do it again. He's going to take care of us. We're going to be okay. Oh, you're going to be the strength of your family. You're going to be the strength of your school. Come on. You guys ready? Awesome. I love it. I love it. Father God, we just thank you for today. Lord, we ask for your blessing to pour down on this church. God, if anybody came in here with an ailment, if they came in here sick, if they came in here hurting, if there's some, some sort of ailment in their body, God, I pray that before they leave these doors, they would experience your miraculous healing right now in the name of Jesus. Pour it down. Let them have something to, to shout about and be excited about this week and share your glory. And so, Father, we thank you for today. We give it all to you today, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Have a good week. We love you. Come on. So good. So good. Come on. Love you, man. You guys are awesome.